Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. May we know ourselves to be surrounded by your beauty this day, O Lord, in the flowers at the altar and the red tree beyond the window and the music and in each other. And may gratitude be present in our every breath. Amen. Amen. This Thursday, I was at a workshop, and I was given a sheet of paper with various questions on it that were meant to spark conversation. And one of the questions was, who deserves acknowledgement or appreciation from you? Well, of course, I had a list to make of people who I owed a thank you to not the least of whom was God. And I realized at least nine out of ten times when I receive a gift of any kind, I either neglect to fully see it or I neglect to say thank you. And when I say I forget to do this about nine out of ten times, I'm probably being pretty generous with myself because it's quite possible that I miss opportunities to be grateful about 99 times out of 100. But for the sake of grace, let's stick with the 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10 lepers today neglected to turn back and say thank you to the Jesus who had healed them. It's an apt illustration of human nature, I think, our negligence about expressing gratitude all the time. Now, there's nothing wrong with the nine lepers who did not thank Jesus. In fact, they are the nine who followed Jesus' directions to go and show themselves to the priests. Jesus asked the one who did return where the other nine were. And the cheeky side of me wants to say, "Uh, Jesus, you just told them to go show themselves to the priests. I bet that's where they are. In fact, I bet the priests are, at this very moment, wondering where the tenth leper went. (laughs) Where was that tenth leper? The one who was moved to express gratitude by falling on his knees at the feet of Jesus. Where was that man? My guess is that he was in a deeper place than the others in that moment. My guess is that there was some transcendence and some sense of being moved to act outside the realm of what was expected. 
My guess is that he let Jesus heal not just his body, but also his heart. And with a healed heart, he experienced an irresistible pull toward the source of that healing. I think that is what gratitude is at its purest. An irresistible urge to be in relationship with the source of goodness that we have experienced. When a stalk of rice is ready to be harvested, it reaches up high in the air, and then it bends and touches the earth reaching toward the sun and then toward the soil that has sustained it. Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh tells us to walk as if our feet are kissing the earth. Meister Eckhart tells us that if the only prayer we ever utter is thank you, that is enough. The wisdom of Han, Eckhart, and rice patties all speak of something very elemental. It is a response to the life-giving forces of goodness and love all around us, a response in which we reach up and reach out. We bow. We kiss. We kneel. We utter thank you. We do these things as if we were breathing, these acts of gratitude. They come out that naturally. Or do they? If gratitude were so reflexive, what happens to us those nine out of ten times when our expression of gratitude gets lost? I wonder how much it has to do with our level of distraction. Once upon a time, we slept outdoors, and when we woke in the morning, we felt the dew and the sunrise and the temperature. And now we wake up. And we go online to see what it feels like outside. <laughs> Once upon a time, we walked the earth barefoot. And I imagine it is much easier to follow Thich Nhat Hanh's advice about kissing the earth with our feet if we are barefoot. But now we mostly wear shoes and cannot feel the earth under our feet. Once upon a time, we labored in the fields and forests to gather and harvest our food. And now we gather it in about an hour a week off well-organized grocery store shelves. We are somehow further and further removed from the sources of our sustenance and the beauty of creation. I witnessed the glorious opening of a flower the other day. It took my breath away. But I could not smell it or feel the breeze around it or touch its softness because I was watching it on my computer. It's much different than walking in here and seeing these flowers today. But still, I posted it on our Trinity Facebook page, and you could watch it too if you want to. Speaking of Facebook and of my computer and of information overload and ever-present screens, I don't know how many things I miss in my life when I'm engaged in looking at the lives of others on my computer. I'm sure that I have missed cartwheels and gems of wisdom and invitations to play 
when I've been at the park with my kids, sending texts instead of bearing grateful witness to the amazing gifts of my children. It is hard to be grateful when we can't see our blessings through the screen of tasks, agendas, tight schedules, full inboxes, and expectations around constant accessibility to one another. Today, more than ever before in history, bad news is in our faces daily. War, poverty, cyclones, and shootings. Terrible, heart-wrenching news. And that news is mostly very real, and I would argue that we are called to witness it and weep about it rather than being oblivious to it. But it can throw us off balance and take away our ability to see the beauty, the miracles, and the healings that are happening right in front of us, right inside of us. And yet, Jesus still heals us, even if we are too distracted to notice or to express thanks. The nine who went their way were still healed. I bet they were also still grateful. But the tenth leper, the tenth was part of something bigger. He chose to bless Jesus back with his gratitude. And in doing so, he entered into relationship with Christ on a deeper level. And he was made well. Not just healed, but made well. I want that too. Not just to be healed, but to be made well. So that even in a world of bad news and debilitating levels of distraction, I can see clearly the blessings in my life and have the clarity of mind and the fullness of heart to respond by falling on my knees at the feet of Jesus. I want to respond by shifting my ways and paying closer attention to what God is up to in creation and in me. Maybe you are here because you want that too. So I invite us right now as a community to take a moment to remove our shoes, figuratively or literally, your choice. And right now, plant our feet on the sacred ground of this house of prayer. If you would like to close your eyes, you may do so. I will not accuse you of falling asleep, even if you do. I invite you to feel the blessing of all those who have come before you in this place. The millions of prayers and blessings that others have brought here. I invite you to be aware of the goodness in the people who are nearby to you right now. I invite you to remember a moment in your week when you received something amazing. Maybe you witnessed the temporary exquisiteness of a bright red autumn tree. Or heard a child laugh. Or maybe you were the recipient of someone else's wisdom. Maybe you experienced or witnessed a healing, large or small. 
or we're simply blessed by the presence of another person. Hold that gratitude for just this moment. Jesus is asking us where we were nine out of ten times when we did not respond to these blessings with gratitude. Because during those times, Jesus was yearning to be in relationship with us. Be in relationship with him right now. Rest in your gratitude. Let thank you be your only prayer for a moment. Think about intentionally returning to your gratitude for a minute a day. Think about following in the footsteps of the grateful Samaritan leper for just a minute a day. Listen for the voice of Jesus as he whispers to you, your faith has made you well. Your gratitude has made you whole. For that and for all the moments of grace that we are holding in our minds and hearts right now, we thank you, Jesus. Ten times out of ten, may we turn back to you and reach out in gratitude. Amen.